Hello, and thank you for listening to this week's podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Kankakee, Illinois. This is the sermon for the week of March 13, 2019, the Lenten Midweek Service, and it is entitled, Job, Sweet Surrender, and is based on the book of Job, chapter 1, verses 13 through 22. It was preached by Pastor Carl Copeland. May God's grace and God's peace be yours today in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The text for the message comes from our Old Testament reading from the book of Job. Let us pray. O God, we we enter your presence tonight. We pray for your blessing as we look to your word and to your promises. And as we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Maker and our Redeemer. Amen. Well, I'm sure that many of you know Murphy's Law, right? If anything, anything that can go wrong will go wrong, right? You, you wake up early in the morning, you make your favorite, right? Toast with some jelly on it, and you drop it. Nine times out of ten, what happens? <laughs> Jelly side down, right? Murphy's Law. They have some corollaries to it. Murphy's Law is nothing as easy as it looks. <laughs> or Murphy's Law of mechanical repair. Just after your hands get coated in grease, that's when your nose will begin to itch. <laughs> Murphy's Law of highway construction. The most heavily traveled streets spend the most time under repair. And Murphy's Law of insurance rates and taxes are whatever goes up, stays up. (laughs) Last Wednesday, on Ash Wednesday, we began a series on the book of Job. Walking with someone who seemed to have everything, even the kitchen sink, thrown at him. And so Job's extension of Murphy's Law is nothing is ever so bad that it can't get worse. I mean, that about sums up 42 chapters of Job. Nothing is ever so bad that it can't get worse. It is as if Job sees the storm clouds on the horizon and the storm strikes hard. One moment everything is calm and the next moment everything is chaos. It has all the ingredients of his worst nightmare as the storms roll in and knocks him down and his life is devastated. Did you catch it? First, he loses his wealth to bandits and, uh, and, and storms. Gone are the oxen needed for farming. Gone are his donkeys and camels needed to transport his crops. Gone are his sheep and his workers that are massacred. His financial empire is in ruin. The market crashes. His assets tumble. What has been up goes down. Nothing is ever so bad that it can't get worse. Still shell-shocked and dumbfounded, he looks out and he sees those storm clouds again, thinking and praying that things can't get any worse. And that's exactly what happens. He's reeling from the shock waves of this economic catastrophe that can't get any worse, and it gets worse, way worse. News of the personal tragedy comes his way. A storm, a a literal storm, comes and takes the life of his children. All ten of them. 
It's not raining, it's pouring. So when we face Job-like catastrophes, when the storms pummel our lives like Job and our suffering, we have a few different options. One, suffering can destroy me. And taking everything out of me, it's the thing that has destroyed me. Suffering can define me. Suffering then becomes who I am. I'm obsessed with this. I can't let it go. It defines all the aspects of my life. I replay the event over and over again. I, 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 I obsess with this. Or suffering can develop me, mature me, take off the rough edges and soften my heart, make me more humble like Jesus. You see, the book of Job doesn't explain my pain. The book of Job doesn't solve my suffering. The book of Job doesn't answer my question, why? Instead, the book of Job gives you and me a word. It's a word we don't like. A word will do anything before what? Surrender. And so let's gather and see how the worst things in our life really develop us and grow us by the act of surrender. Sweet surrender, as is titled here. Because that's what Job did. Nothing is ever so bad that it can't get worse. At the end of chapter 1, did you hear that? At this, Job got up, tore his robe, shaved his head, then he fell to the ground in worship. In the Old Testament, uh, tearing your clothes meant uh, uh, it, was, it was grief, but also a surrendering to God's will. Uh, now, now, we don't do that these days. If someone walked around crying, tearing their clothes apart, uh, we'd probably call 911. <laughs> in the Old Testament, shaving your head is a sign of humility uh, in, in, in that grief. And then we're also told Job fell to the ground in worship of God. And if you fall to the ground in worship, you're pretty serious about this. Worshiping the name of the Lord. And that's what Job did. Job got up, tore his robe, shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground and worshiped and said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So how did Job get to this point? I mean, these events didn't destroy him, but they really do develop him, don't they? He surrendered to God's will. One of the ways that Job surrendered was to surrender first through worship. I mean, when you hear of catastrophic news, your heart feels like it's stopped beating. You feel betrayed by God. You, you want to run from God. We want to forget God, and so that temptation in our grief is to turn away from God, to run away from Him, to, uh, to go as far in the other direction as possible as we can. We don't want to be close to God. Because we think that in some way, God's responsible, right? I mean, if He's allowed this to happen, we're, we're, we're mad, we're, we're angry, we're shocked, we're heartbroken, and so we, we run. And that's understandable. But you know, it doesn't work. We want to run, but we need to find a way to worship again. If we don't find a way to worship God again, we're going to go crazy. And, and if we don't, we will fill that void with different things. We will self-medicate with anything but God. And that means disaster. Now, all these emotions are okay, 
but they don't benefit us in the long term. Long term, we have to figure out how to be in worship again. And Job found a way. He found a name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Many even know that behind that English word Lord, when it is capitalized in Scripture, L-O-R-D, is the Hebrew word Yahweh. Yahweh related to the Hebrew word for life and, and, and to be, and that, that life uh, that, that, that is who Job is blessing. The God who in the midst of decay, the God that's in the midst of death and destruction, there's life there. He is the God of life. The Old Testament, it's all about Yahweh. I mean, it's the most frequently used name of God in the Old Testament, appearing over 6,000 times. This is his name. The Old Testament is an explanation of the name of Yahweh. You know, a short version of what Yahweh means what, is what life uh, uh, looks like with Yahweh. In Exodus chapter 34, the only verse where... <laughs> The only verse where Yahweh is repeated, uh, Exodus 34, verse 6 says, This Yahweh, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger and abounding in love and faithfulness. This Yahweh is not for that little train that could. <laughs> this Yahweh is for the train wreck that can't. I mean, if you're a train wreck that can't, this Yahweh is for you. He's gracious to you. He's compassionate to you. He's slow to anger to you. He's abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness to you. That's why I surrender and worship and go back to God, Yahweh. I surrender and worship. Jesus Christ is Lord. He is Yahweh in the flesh. I also surrender, thy will be done, surrendering through acceptance. It was uh, September 2006. I was in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, attending a, a national conference for circuit counselors uh, uh, for pastors. And, and I remember getting a phone call. It was a phone call from Linda. Uh, it was about her mom. She had had a seizure, and the resulting test indicated that she had a brain tumor. I remember that phone call. <laughs> and all the ones after it, like it was yesterday. Have you ever gotten a phone call like that? I mean, you, you know when your knees get weak? You get that tense feeling in the pit of your stomach. You, you feel like it's not happening. You want to cry out, Lord, wake me up when it's over. This is impossible. So when the catastrophe hits, we want to live in denial. We want to make up our own reality, and that doesn't work either. I need to surrender to what I cannot control. We do that through acceptance. There's another one of God's name and names in the book of Job, and that's El Shaddai. Uh, bet you didn't think you were getting Hebrew lessons tonight in church, did you? <laughs> El Shaddai should be familiar to those Amy Grant fans out there. <laughs> El Shaddai, or in English, God Almighty, occurs 31 times in Job. And in the rest of the Old Testament, just 16 times. Job loves the name El Shaddai, God Almighty. God Almighty reminds us that God is the one that's in control. And namely, we aren't. That's where surrender comes in. 
surrender means it has happened. It's accepting that reality. No matter what the loss is, it's over, it's done. Surrender with acceptance does not mean that I surrender with a hard heart or surrender as a victim or surrender with some kind of vengeance to capture. I surrender with acceptance. I surrender to this God, El Shaddai, who is the Almighty One, and I'm not. Surrender with acceptance does not mean I stop caring. Surrender with acceptance does not mean it doesn't hurt. Surrender with acceptance does not mean I think what happened was good. None of that's acceptance. Acceptance simply means I can't change it. God is El Shaddai. He calls the shots. What do you need to accept that's over in life? Maybe it's a relationship that's, they're not coming back. You keep hoping and praying. It's over. Maybe it's a dream that you have that's never happened, and uh, maybe it's realizing that's over. You need a new dream, a new goal for your life. Maybe it's that youth that you once enjoyed, and <laughs> yeah, it's over. It's not coming back. If we don't surrender to what is over, we're going to go crazy. I surrender through worship. This Yahweh, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger and abounding in love and faithfulness. I surrender through it with acceptance. I have El Shaddai. He knows what is best. When we get that devastating and catastrophic news, when we feel numb, it's like a lot of times like our hearts become like, like bricks or stone or rock. The temptation is to just sort of pull back from everyone and everything to unplug from life, and frankly, that doesn't work either. Job gives us Yahweh and El Shaddai, but he gives us another name, a name in which I can surrender in hope. He gives us Aloha, not Aloha, <laughs> that's for Hawaii. Uh, this is the God, name for God that appears 41 times in the book of Job. Elsewhere in the Old Testament, only 16 times. Just like El Shaddai, the book of Job loves using Eloha. Most scholars believe it to be related to the verb to, to, to go up. So God takes people who are down and raises them up. He takes people in the pit and raises them up. He puts their feet on level ground. He takes what is dead and lifts it up and brings it back to life. He raises it up. So it means whatever we're going through, it's not, never the end of the story. Eloha promises he will bring beauty from ashes. He raises me up. Satan's behind all this in the book of Job. You realize that, right? Satan is prowling around in the book of Job, and he's prowling around in your life and in mine. He is the author of disaster. But let's be careful here. Satan is not a second god. <laughs> He's not equal to God. He's not the God of darkness and God, our God's the God of light. No. <laughs> Don't even do that. Satan is defeated. He is not equal to this God. How in the world do we know that? Because we know that this God takes on human flesh. This Yahweh, this El Shaddai, this Eloha comes in the person of Jesus Christ. And when Jesus bore in his body the sins of all people, including your sins and mine, Eloha. God raises Jesus up. 
taking Jesus on Easter Sunday, bringing back beauty from ashes, brought life from death, bringing back resurrection from crucifixion. His final word in the midst of death, emotional, relational, physical death, is always being lifted up, resurrection. And that means I can surrender to my present circumstances in hope because all the suffering, all of the sickness, all the sorrow, all the sadness are never God's last words, ever. There is always hope. You may or may not know the name Andrew Smith, although if you follow college basketball, you do. Played for the Butler Bulldogs a basketball team. In 2010, he came off the bench in Butler's Final Four run, and he came into his own. Next year, he helped the Bulldogs to a second title, a straight title run, one of only three players in the university history with more than 100 wins and 1,000 points, heart of the team. In 2014, he was diagnosed with cancer. In 2016, in January, he died. Right before his death, his wife Samantha wrote, Truly, Andrew exudes and shines the light of Christ. He was an outspoken believer in Jesus. He gracefully and humbly went through it all. And there's a word for that. Surrender. I surrender through worship. I surrender through acceptance. I surrender in hope. I surrender because my present circumstances, those are things I can't control. I surrender because I have God's names. Yahweh, the one who brings life. El Shaddai, God Almighty, the powerful one. Eloha, the God who raises me up. These names are packaged and delivered and freely given in God's greatest name. The name that is found above every other name. And we know that name, don't we? We know that name is the name of Jesus. That's what Paul says in Philippians 2 verse 9. He says that Jesus is the name that is above every name. Jesus is the name of Jesus beats cancer. It beats ALS. It beats divorce. It beats debt and depression and darkness. And the name of Jesus finally conquers death. And so I thank God for those gifts while they're mine. And release them when it's time to let them go. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Job's response and ours. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Please rise. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Kankakee, Illinois. You can find this and other podcasts by going to stpaulslutheran.net and clicking the sermons button at the top of the page. Thank you for listening and God's blessings.